Hey everybody, it's October 10th, 2017, and you're listening to episode number two of Tamar Talks Radio. Be calm, Tamar's on, Tamar's on, 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 on. Welcome to Tamar Talks, where music is constant and discovery is endless. Now your host, who's ready to tell it all, Ashley Tamar! Hey, you guys, what's up? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to me. It's your girl, Ashley Tamar, a.k.a. Tamar. Thank you so much for joining my second podcast, Tamar Talks Radio. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. I hope you're being empowered and educated. Want to bring you guys the latest hot topics, music, unreleased music, live performances, other indie artists, interviews with the who's who and interviews with the who is that. (laughs) But it's your girl, Ashley Tamar, and I hope you guys are enjoying your October month so far. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I could not help but to bring firsthand information. Please enjoy this interview with my dear friend and my god sister, Mrs. Ashley Deadman, as we bring awareness to breast cancer. Welcome to Tamar Talks, Mrs. Ashley Deadman. How are you? Doing good. How are you, Tamar? I'm good. I can't complain. I'm so excited to talk with you. I've been asking you these questions personally, so I'm excited to have this platform to share it with other ladies and men in general about your powerful story and all that God is continuing to do with you. And so we're going to get right to it. What inspired you to go into public health? Well, I originally went to college to pursue a degree in nursing. I have to say it was my mother's diagnosis with stage four metastatic breast cancer in 2007. And then just generally growing up in a household with two educators. I think the combination of those two components opened the door for me to pursue public health. I have an undergraduate degree in community health, a master's in public health, and currently pursuing educational endeavors to further my interpersonal and professional development. So it was those two components that ignited the passion. So for those of us who don't really know what public health, because degrees and and different schools are beginning to open up the doors to public health and to the different various opportunities, can you explain like what a degree means in public health? What, What are you studying when you say public health? So public health promotes and protects the health of people in the communities and where they live, they work, and they play. Uh, Doctors treat people who are sick, whereas public health uh, educators and public health professionals, we try to prevent people from, from getting sick, and we try to prevent them and educate them on the tools that they need to equip them to make healthy lifestyle decisions and to make healthy lifestyle changes to uh, reduce their chances of getting sick and injured. Mm, Okay. Okay. And as an African-American woman, what is is something that you would like to see change in the area of public health? I would say as an African-American woman, my passion is for people of all um, nationalities, ages, demographics. I would just have to say within the African-American culture, We definitely need to continue educating our culture on the various chronic and degenerative diseases that plague our culture. We have a high incident and prevalent rate in certain diseases such as diabetes, heart conditions, 
comorbidities that go with those that are related to those diseases. And so my goal is to increase the health equity in all lives that I encounter. Okay, okay. You hear it all the time, especially around this time in October and when women get of certain ages and they get their women's well exams, um, hopefully every year. Why is it so important for you to know your family history of cancer? Well, Tamar, we, I think we all know knowledge is power. And um, knowing your family history is like knowing where you come from regarding your health. And so when you know what chronic and degenerative diseases running your family, it gives you an idea of the things that you potentially need to look out for, the things that you could potentially be at risk for. So bringing it back to cancer, one thing that's very important is knowing on your maternal and paternal side of your family what types of cancers running your family. With breast cancer, it's important to know were there multiple cancers that have run on both sides of your family? Were there any young cancers? And young cancers could be uh, anything before the age of 40. Third one is our rare cancers. Are there any rare cancers? So young cancers, rare cancers, and multiple cancers, those are things that are red flags. And with knowing your family history, you have to take that information. And when you're talking with your healthcare provider, give them that information so then they can be aware and help you make informed decisions regarding your health. I think it, it definitely that collaboration between the provider and the patient that is key in creating the steps going forward as it pertains to uh, your health and in this case, a woman's health, overall state of health. Well, I guess that, that kind of adds to the question of when visiting an OBGYN, and I know we discussed that several times. Why is it that when you go to the doctor, there's certain tests that you don't know to ask for from, you know, checking thyroids and hormone? And of course, that all has to do with, like you said, knowledge. But I guess the question is, and maybe you already answered it, but I don't know if you want to add to it. When you're going to OBGYN or, or a doctor, is there anything specific that they should ask for outside of asking for those kind of tests? Is there a name of a test or should people ask for a certain blood test or is there anything extra that you want to add to that? Um, I think that's a very unique question because all women are unique. All answers, care, paths will be unique depending on the woman. And so I think when we go into our provider's office and we give them that information about our family history, that will begin that collaborative conversation on what are the next best steps going forward. I know when I spoke to my OB, Jen, I informed her about the death of my mother she was already aware of the three generations of women impacted by breast cancer in my family. And at that time, I informed her about my father's recent diagnosis with prostate cancer. And with that knowledge, um, she and I were able to have conversations about the next best steps. And so she suggested that I get genetic counseling and was very adamant on getting tested for the BRAC1 and BRAC2 genetic mutation. And so I trusted her. I trusted her professional opinion and I took the test. And that is when I found out that I was the carrier of the BRCA2 genetic mutation. And with that knowledge, I was able to make informed and educated decisions 
going forward pertaining to my breast and ovarian health? Wow. Well, what's interesting is that you're saying a lot of keywords. You're saying you trusted your doctor. And I'm sure at that time when you found out that you did carry that gene, of course, no one can tell you what you felt mentally and spiritually and and all the other stuff. But at the same time, you had to be proactive. And so when you did find out what factors went into deciding the biggest ultimate decision of your life into having a bilateral prophylactic mastectomy. That's it, bilateral prophylactic wow. mastectomy. So, so bilateral means two, so by both breasts. Prophylactic means a preventative. Mastectomy is the removal of the breast tissues. So the factors that went into my decision, and then of course my decision was based off of my circumstance, my um, what was best for me at this point in time in life. It definitely was lots of prayer, having my husband and I to be in agreement with my decision. And also it took doing my research, doing a lot of research, reaching out to different support groups, I interviewed my doctors. I interviewed probably about six doctors before I finalized my decision on who I wanted to perform the mastectomy and then who I wanted to uh, perform my reconstruction surgery. And so it was just a lot of prayer, support from my family, support from my husband, a lot of research, and just gauging at where I am as a wife, as a mother, as a professional if this was the best time, what the recovery time looked like, knowing where we were in the middle of our family planning, was this the ideal time? Was it better to do it, you know, with having one child versus two? And so it was just a unique decision based on many components. And then at the end of the day, it was just getting that confirmation just spiritually that this was the right choice and the right time. Well, well, well. Ashley, I think your story is just more than powerful. I don't even think I really paid a lot of cognitive attention to you hear breast cancer every month. And, and I mean, well, you hear of it every month, but you really hear it in October. And I know with you going through this healing process and just seeing how God delivered you completely and whole and literally brand new and to see your stance on public health is more than need it right now. And one more question I have for you is you said, in considering this option for other women, you said you got to talk with your spouse or your significant other or family members or whoever's around you. What else could you say in considering this option? You know, what other burdens could people watch out for to help them save them on time and stress? What else could you advise? As always, you know, utilize your support system that you have. And if you don't have a strong support system, there are support groups out there that are already established, already reputable. Definitely utilizing resources online that are established and reputable, utilizing your healthcare provider, but also just the, the daily the daily efforts of taking healthy behaviors, of eating healthy, of working out and not living a sedentary lifestyle. It is very hard for the average woman who is a mom and a professional and a wife to try to find time for herself. And I think the greatest lesson that I learned from my mother, who was an educated woman, mother, wife, and put others before herself, the lesson I learned from her was that she forgot about herself because other people were her priority. And her um, at the time, she was an educator. Her students 
were a priority. We were a priority, but she forgot to make herself a priority. And so as women, it's just eating healthy, taking time to to work out, just take care of our mental health. Those things prepare you daily along the way for some of the challenges that you have to face. And I think as a result of trying to live what I would say is a fairly healthy lifestyle that contributed to my decision, that also contributed to my recovery time. I was very fortunate to have a very quick recovery time. But again, I attribute that to my healthy eating. It was a little bit devastating because I'm used to working out at the gym. I'm used to one level of physical activity. But unfortunately, I had to make adjustments. And so I began cycling shortly after my mastectomy just to get my stamina and my endurance back. And I would have to say it was a it was a personal challenge because I've been at Accelerate Studio, which is in Missouri City, Texas, and I was unable to ride on a bike for not even five minutes. And it was very challenging wow. because I'm used to working out and used to running three and four miles and used to lifting weights. And so you become very humbled when you have something taken away from you and you have to build it back up. And so that I couldn't even be on the bike for five, let alone 10 minutes. And I remember the instructor, Brooke, just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And I remember the day I worked up to 20 minutes, then I had to work up to 30 minutes. And I think it took about a month and a half before I was able to get back to where I was with 45 minutes on a bike. And so it's knowing as, you know, as you go through life, You're going to have to make transitions, transitions with your diet, transitions with your physical activity, transitions with your kids, with anything that you come in contact with. Change is inevitable. And so I think when we're always learning, we're always growing, we're always trying to get better, then that prepares us for what life has ahead. Well, no one could say it better than Mrs. Ashley Deadman. Do you want to tell people where you may be speaking next or any social media handles where people can follow you? Because I know you post a lot of good vegan recipes and and stuff online. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell people where they can follow you and how to keep in touch with you if they have any more questions? I do have an email address. It's pinklegacy5050 at gmail.com. I just got finished speaking at a Pampered Pink event on September 29th. I will be speaking at a Project Pink event on October the 28th. And I will also be speaking at an event for Accelerate Studio on October 18th. And so it was just an honor to speak with you today. Thank you so much for the platform that you have and affording me the opportunity to speak to women on the importance of their most precious possession, and that's their health. I love it. I love it. I love it. And by the way, I'm going to repost that last post about women showing their tatas. They should get a mammogram. I love that post. I think that is so perfect. <laughs> yes, we, we, hey, you can plan them, but you got to check them first. You got to check them. I mean, definitely with, with some uh, discretion and being modest, we have to take care of our, our breasts and our health because one day they could be gone. And, yeah. and that's something we don't want. We don't want to have to get to that point. If you're going to be proud of them, you got to take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And we will thank be you, in touch Tamar. always. 
Well, I'm excited. Thank you, guys. Remember, you only have one health, one overall state of well-being. Take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, and socially. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that amazing and informative interview with my god sister, Mrs. Ashley Dedman. She will be speaking on October 18th at a Woman Up event at Accelerate Studio, 8585 Sienna Springs. The expo begins at 530. The rides on the bikes begin at 6 o'clock, and then the speakers speak between 7 and 7.30. I know I'm going to be there, so don't forget to follow her and get more information. Once again, y'all, I'm your girl, Ashley Tamar, a.k.a. Tamar, now Mrs. Grant. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for listening and tuning in. Stay close to your technology devices and listen every Tuesday as I try to share my views as a woman, a wife, a daughter, and as an indie artist. I can't wait to share more hot topics, edutainment news, careers, love, and more. You can always visit me at www.tamardavis.com or follow me on all social media at the Tamar Davis or Tamar Davis Music on Facebook. And don't forget to use hashtag Tamar Talks. If you call in, you just may be featured on my show and speak directly with me and win some upcoming cool prizes. It's always the holidays on Tamar Talks Radio because I'm always in the mood to give. Well, okay, maybe not always. (laughs) Remember, the sky is not the limit your mind is. Love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Wake up. Trying to break you down Thinking that it'll raise him up I just wanna be happy Come take this bitter cup from me If I but ever Write down my life story I could truly say Without fame and glory I was just a piece of clay In need of the potter's hand when you whisper in my ear The words I say now understand Oh, beautiful Loved and blessed I'm better than the day before Cause you made me confess that I am Beautiful Loved and 
just plant the seed. Everything you made, you said. Before the fall of man, you said. Every time I walk in faith, you let me see another day. Before the earth was made, you said. I will lead the way in your knowledge and understanding. Understanding is good. And when I wake up in the morning, all I hear in my hood is people saying that they're From the darkness and now I just must confess I beautiful, loved When you're free, you're free indeed All you gotta do is just plant the seed Hey, 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 wake up, it's a new day Hey, 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 wave your hands in the air and say Hey, 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 wake up, it's a new day This is Tim and Kyle Durrett from Queen Sugar, and you're listening to Ashley Tamar on Tamar Talks. I'm so in love. I'm so in love. Only in my dreams she comes to see me. Only in my dreams she belongs to me. Strange as it may seem, I look forward to sleeping So that I may see her again Slowly we make love while the full moon smiles at us I like the way your hips sway through the sweet summer breeze High from above I hear angels sing and she looks at me and says, I love you, Tony. Dreams to me are my reality. All the love I feel has got to be real. 
snow Loving you Kissing you 